The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1325 today. Why does everyone think that Kanan Jarrus has to die before the end of Star Wars Rebels? Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Cam Prevalard, illustrator of the Star Wars Incredible Cross-Sections books. You're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and this is another episode in our run-up to the final half of the final season of Star Wars Rebels. And to answer the question of why everyone is so darn sure that Kanan is going to die by the end of Star Wars Rebels, well, you have to consider this particular quote from Yoda. It's the one where in Return of the Jedi he's dying and he tells Luke that when he, Yoda, is gone, the last of the Jedi will Luke be? I might be getting Yoda's <laughs> syntax mixed up off the top of my head, but you get the idea. Yoda says, yeah, when I'm dead, you're the last one. So that, of course, suggests that everybody else is dead. Now, that has some wiggle room in it. For example, Ahsoka Tano, once she left the Jedi Order, was no longer a Jedi, and therefore she could still be kicking around and certainly fits a you know, a version of a Jedi from a certain point of view, I guess, but she's really just a good guy, a light side user, but not allied with the Jedi. So I guess we're all operating under the presumption that Kanan Jarrus is in fact a Jedi and therefore he must die. However, there is actually ample evidence that he may not be a Jedi by the end of Rebels if he isn't already not a Jedi anyway. For example, I think... (laughs) You can look at his relationship with Hera, which is firmly developing into a romantic relationship. It's already had that oh, that chemistry for quite a long time, but we're finally seeing some consummation in that with kisses between the two of them. And yeah, that's pretty much going to remove him from consideration in the whole Jedi conversation. I mean, look at Anakin Skywalker, Exhibit A, <laughs> that whole thing, right? So that's one thing that would indicate that maybe he's not a Jedi by the end of Star Wars Rebels. Another thing with him cutting his hair We don't necessarily know what that means, but Dave Filoni has said that that has some very serious significance. Now, if you wanted to equate it to, say, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, he had the little braid when he was a Padawan, and then that was cut off, and then he was a Jedi Knight with a crazy mullet, and therefore long hair, and then he had short hair when he was a Jedi Master in Revenge of the Sith. So maybe this is Kanan deciding that he's now a Jedi Master, but I find that rather difficult to believe. I think it's more logical that if it's really the case that Jedi Knights just have crazy long hair, I mean, then, you know, Qui-Gon obviously disproves that theory, so we can't really go there. But I don't know. I don't think there's evidence enough to suggest that Qui-Gon is making a Jedi journey step, a Jedi positive step by cutting off his hair. I think he may actually be doing the opposite, potentially. It may be a sign that he is just 
you know, getting rid of his hair as a means of getting rid of his association with the Jedi. And the following is not going to be exactly a one-to-one comparison per se because it's not a top knot specifically that Kanan has when he wears his hair like that. But it's widely known that samurai stuff influences Star Wars. And in this particular case, samurai would cut off their top knots when they were becoming no longer samurai, when they were becoming peasants instead. And it actually denoted a lowering of their social status. So I think that is rather compelling evidence in the direction of this is him saying, I'm not going to be a Jedi, I'm going after the woman I love. And this raises the whole question of Ezra as well. I mean, Ezra is being trained in the ways of the Jedi, right? So why isn't everybody talking about him (laughs) dying as a result of the events of Star Wars Rebels? I mean, he has to be dead as well if Yoda's comment in Return of the Jedi is to be believed. But one of the things that we're also not taking into account in this whole thing is that Return of the Jedi happens in 4 ABY, so four years after the Battle of Yavin. And we're not running up hard against the events of Rogue One in the end of Star Wars Rebels is my understanding. Like, I don't think it is going to bring us right to the beginning of Rogue One. So at the very least, at the very least, even if it did run right up to the events of Rogue One, there would be four years in between the end of Star Wars Rebels and the time that Yoda makes that comment. So that's four years where both Kanan and Ezra could either die or leave the Jedi Order, and they wouldn't have to die on Star Wars Rebels. Now, there is another thing kicking around that also has given some people pause and it was brought to my attention by a guy named Ethan Percival who runs the Coruscant Post. It's a Star Wars news blog and I will link to the relevant post in the show notes for this episode at SW7X7.com. The gist of the setup is this. At Star Wars Celebration Orlando on day one, toward the end of the day, David W. Collins was running the live stream and he was interviewing Matthew Wood and Sam Witwer. Now, Sam Witwer, you will know as having done the voice of Darth Maul and Emperor Palpatine in Star Wars Rebels. Matthew Wood, in addition to being a supervising sound editor for Skywalker Sound, has also done a lot of voice work for the Star Wars movies and TV shows, including primarily the voice of General Grievous. I think that would be the thing for which he's best known. But he has also done voices in the movies and on The Clone Wars and on Rebels. So what Ethan pointed out for me is a section where they started talking about Rogue One and the fact that we got to see Hera and Chopper and the Ghost in Rogue One, which therefore meant that they would survive the events of Star Wars Rebels. Now, this is the point at which I'm going to say to you that if you are truly, utterly spoiler-averse, then you probably want to take the rest of the day off from this podcast. Check back with it in a few weeks when Rebels is over. But if you are okay with digging into something, then go right ahead. I will say that I don't necessarily agree with the assessment on this one, and I will explain why after I play you the audio clip with David and Sam and Matthew. Here it comes. We talked this morning. Uh, I had a panel with Dave Filoni and Pablo Hidalgo about uh, about uh, animated origins, and of course, characters from Rebels, inc- like the Ghost, but also Chopper showing up in Rogue One. Yes, that was pretty cool, right, you guys? Yes. And we refer to General Sindula. Well, that's just it. Yeah. It's like you also had all these lines that yeah. you or Story Group or somebody had yeah. written, and one of them that you had uh, had us read is. Uh, yeah, I remember saying, General Sindula, please yeah, that's report your to briefing. Yeah, and I was movie, just like, yeah. I got chills. Yeah. 
You so know, she, I, but, so she lives. She's the only one that lives. She's oh, in chapel. Oh, I can't we don't know say. That. I don't know. We'd oh. have to consult the. Oh. Yeah, I didn't hear any call out for Maul, but oh. that would have. All right, so that would be rather shocking if it turns out that Hera and Chopper are the only ones who survived the events of Star Wars Rebels. And here is why I don't think that this is the case, primarily because Sam Witwer has not done any voice work at all for season four of Star Wars Rebels, and therefore there's no reason for him to have any sort of insider information about the series. And he normally plays Emperor Palpatine, or had done previously, but he is not playing Emperor Palpatine in Rebels this time around. It's actually being done, as we all found out recently, by Ian McDermott, the man himself. So personally, in hearing that clip, I think that Sam is overreacting. He's jumping to a conclusion that he doesn't have enough information to jump to. And yes, that's Sam Witwer, who is the one saying that Hera is the only one who survives in that audio clip. I don't think he has the information, and I think he's just you know jumping to a logical conclusion based on you know the evidence presented, but. Just because we only saw Hera and Chopper in Rogue One, and also by extension that we only saw Hera and Chopper in Forces of Destiny, that doesn't mean that the entire rest of the Ghost crew couldn't have been off somewhere else. Maybe the Ghost crew has split up and they're doing all their own things. Maybe they're hanging out on the inside of the ship. Don't know. But I don't think that their absence is enough evidence to suggest that they are dead. So that's my take on it. I'd love to hear your thoughts on it too, so please do share at the comments for this show's episode, the blog post for the show's episode at sw7x7.com. I'm going to take a quick break and then I'm going to address the other pseudo leak that happened around Kevin Kiner's soundtrack stuff that came out recently. And that also has spoiler potential for you too, potentially, so you've been amply warmed. <laughs> warmed? I meant to say warned. <laughs> and not an M. All that Mimban talk has messed me up. All right, stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do, so please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. So, Star Wars has a fun history with spoiling things in the names of their music tracks. And fun history means that they did it one time, and it was a rather big one, where uh, the Phantom Menace soundtrack had a track called Qui-Gon's Noble End. And so, yeah, they spoiled the fact that Qui-Gon was going to die prior to the movie's release. But be that as it may, you would think that they would be a lot more careful about these sorts of things from now on. Well, some people are thinking that maybe they slipped because a couple of Kevin Kiner's compositions have been made available or are going to be made available soon. And one of the track names was Kanan's End Credits. And we don't know why it's Kanan's End Credits, but everybody hears Kanan's End and thinks, oh, he's going to die, right? And the track information has since been deleted from the internet. So, I don't know, maybe there was something there that they thought, oops, yeah, we shouldn't have let that cat out of the bag. 
it's entirely possible. Again, it's still possible that they're going to kill him off anyway. And the thing I said actually to Ethan Percival is that if it turns out that he's right, that we see everybody die except for Hera and Chopper by the end of Star Wars Rebels, then I will have Ethan on the podcast to come talk about the find and congratulate him on it. But you know, at least Kanan himself, like, you know, as much as I want to make the arguments for the possibility of him surviving the events of Star Wars Rebels, I don't know. I still am kind of on the side of, yeah, I think Kanan is still going to bite the bullet in this one. And I know Dave Filoni has a history of playing cat and mouse with his audience and with the log lines for the episodes talking about a devastating loss, you know, I and mean, that's that's supposed to make us think in that direction, right? I don't know. As much as I think he's going to bite the bullet, as much as I want to, like, there's also the possibility that Dave Filoni is just messing with us. And we still haven't had any really hardcore significant deaths except for Darth Maul last season. And so, yeah, I don't know. I guess we're going to have to see if Dave Filoni has the guts to kill one of his major characters. And we will find out tomorrow evening, Monday night, February 19th, with Jedi Knight and Doom as the first two episodes of the final half of the final season of Star Wars Rebels. In the meantime, there will be a preview of those two episodes on the podcast here tomorrow, and then we will dissect them in detail on Tuesday and Wednesday. And after that, surprise, surprise, I'm just you know going to share here with you, I'm actually having a surprise opportunity to go check out the Secrets of the Empire virtual reality experience at Downtown Disney in Anaheim. And so Thursday and Friday's episodes of the podcast will be dedicated to that for you. So that, though, is going to do it for today's podcast. So until tomorrow, thank you, as always, for listening. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you challenge the Jedi Council, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a test, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.